Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk. A man decides to have his That's why he goes there for to unlock the door. Well, those around him criticize and Stephen Flowers, John Savage, Dennis Eslock, and Paul Shields. Next week it'll be called Pepper Paranormal on, but it's going to be vibe time with David Flowers and not Jerry Reyes. Just letting y'all know that right now. <laughs> so, how have y'all been? Can't believe it's December already. God, the year is almost over. Yeah. It's gone by very fast. Yeah. I've noticed, uh, I was wondering that this morning, I've noticed that it just feels like time is flying by so quickly. One minute you look at the clock and it's like 8 o'clock in the morning and then I look again and it's 12 noon. I'm going, oh my God. It feels like that time is being speeded up and I know it sounds weird, but that's what I feel. That seems to happen in the senior years. Yeah, yeah. This is true. You're way over there. I'm glad I'm out of arms reach. <laughs> <laughs> she smacked me with her cane. Thanks. <laughs> well, I got to yeah. tell you, man, looking at this screen, I'm looking at the StreamYard screen, and I see five people on here. You're just way too fucking good looking to be on the screen with the other class. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've been watching my hair in a couple of days. <laughs> that beautiful flowing hairdo. Jesus. I just, and, and here I look like 10 miles of kind of traveled highway. Ice road yeah, drivers yeah. wouldn't even run on this. <laughs> You're making me blush, yeah. Say that. Not only has the 
how you doing? Really great. Show you later, Ronnie. I love Ronnie, man. He's great. Yeah, and you didn't get on when I scared the everyone and shit out of him when I Ohio Observatory. That's funny. You have to tell us about that. I don't know if I heard that story. Yeah. Um, so, and Shayla has no parts to do with us. <laughs> she sat 20 feet away. Poor Ronnie's setting up his camera. Something is playing with the IR light. And he would take his stuff away from it and the IR would click right off step right back to it, and I don't ask. Everybody that knows me knows I have a very good habit of I can sneak through a location nearly soundless, Absolutely. and I walk right up behind him. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I was close enough to smell his cologne. <laughs> and here's Shayla sitting off to the side going, I know it's coming. Dark. And Ronnie's like, what the hell is wrong with this damn light? And over his shoulder, I just went, can I help you with that? I thought he was going to beat the ever-loving shit out of me or shit all over the prison itself. I don't know what you're sure. <laughs> but I have the habit of sneaking up behind people right in their ear. And I'm like, I'm a damn <laughs> That's terrible. And, you know. Shayla just sat over there. She, I mean, she didn't tell him I was there because she knew I was there to help him. <laughs> That's right. That's right. She knew you were there to help. Thank you, Shayla. <laughs> you were there. You were there to help empty his bowels. Needed <laughs> new BVDs after that one. Still surprised though he hasn't got me back, and I'm waiting for the day. I know it's coming. Yeah, yeah that's okay. But so I do have a question, and I want to pose this. What is our ship right now? We only got four people watching on Facebook. All right. What what brings everybody back month after month to watch the roundtable? Um, what topic can we cover that you would be interested in? What 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 could we do to make paranormal roundtable better and make you enjoy it more? Where you would want to share more of our link to get folks to come join us. And Ronnie, I look forward to a brother anytime, anytime. If you get the chance to scare the shit out of me, that means I get the chance to hang out with you and Shayla. So I look forward to it. Yeah. Hey, hey Shayla and Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Good luck no, I think, with that, I think, Ronnie. I think a really, I think a really good part of the show would be did when we did the EVP thing, you mm -hmm. know, with John Stevens. And uh, I thought that went, went over really well. I think doing, yeah. like, Gary, what you and I talk about is that stupid fucking red pen <laughs> thing. You know, I said, Gettysburg, those pictures bullshit. Yeah. yeah that was John Savage's idea of what's in the red circle. I just yes. love the topic of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's because there's, there's, just, there's, just, there's so much uh, material, you know. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. 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 I I think we could do a show of 
an entire like series of what's in the red circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hi, Lucy, welcome aboard. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I think I'm gonna. Okay. It, 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 at the risk of being the asshole, and <laughs> I miss you too, Lucy. Kind of taking <laughs> control, John. I love the idea of your topic. Can you dive into that? Okay. After the last show that we did, I was watching our favorite TV show, um, Paranormal Caught on Tape. <laughs> hey, Jason. I, I, anyway. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> they showed a video of a black mask that was on a staircase. And you can see it going up and down the staircase. And, you know, most of the things I see on that program, you know, I, I've got to take it with a shot of whiskey. But it got me thinking, how does an apparition, how should we see an apparition? Okay. So I started thinking about, you know, like the stories of like the lady in white or the lady in gray or black masses that people capture on video. And it's like, okay, what's causing us to visually see these entities. So I decided to dive into the world of how the eyeballs work in in the spectrum of light. And I think, which is a problem, that we are so, I think we're at the point where we can almost understand how we see an apparition. For my research, when I've read on the internet, I looked at medical logs, I looked at a couple of science logs with visual spectrum. Now you've got, yeah, I've got to find all my notes. <laughs> you've got the infrared, you've got the ultraviolet, and you've got visuals. For us to see color, the white light, which is visual spectrum, has to hit an object, and then the color will get absorb and what you see is the color being bounced back to your retina. So that tells me that when we see an apparition, there has to be some sort of mass, a physical mass there in front of us for the light to hit it, get some of it absorbed and some of it bounced back. Black mass that everyone takes pictures of and they see moving around, the visual spectrum of light, white light, is hitting that mass object and it's absorbing the light. So there's no light being ejected, uh, being thrown back to the person. Like, you know, like a black t-shirt. It absorbs visible light. And I started thinking about that, like, okay, how does that work with our eyes? And I didn't realize that in our eyes we have cones and rods. And I believe the rods are designed for low light and they can only see in the grayscale spectrum. Where the other, uh, the cones can see just the three basic colors, which is green, red, 
thinking that when we see an apparition, we're seeing something that has mass. That's the only way that we would see physical light. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. When you say when you say seeing a um, seeing a mass, are you talking shadow figure or an apparition? Because if oh. it's a shadow figure, going by what you said, that you're seeing the reflective light, could you be seeing the the reflective light of the thing? whatever's around the shadow figure, and the shadow figure is what's left. Well, I mean, that it, sense. yeah, let's, let's take the pencil, pencil for example. Uh, let me find a different color. Okay, if we're talking about a shadow, that means you have a mass, a solid mass object blocking the visible light from penetrating that object, giving it a shadow on, right. the, on the floor or on the wall. Now, with visible light, can't do it with this. Just say you have an, an apple, a red apple. Okay. The white light is hitting the apple itself. It, it, it's the blues, the greens, the violets, whatever. That apple, that color, is being absorbed, and what's reflected back is the red. Okay. And there's there's a, a limited range within the spectrum that we can see. Uh, like I actually had to type it up, uh, bring it up. But it comes down to wavelength and the electromagnetic radiation. So not only does the thing have mass, it, it can also absorb heat and reflect it, which I found interesting. So if you had an infrared camera or a flare camera set up, you have like a black mass that's absorbing the light. In theory, that black mass should also be reflecting heat energy back out. In theory, yes. Well, but, there's, 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 well let, me, let me phrase that. The black, the color, well, black is not really a color. Black is an absence of color. Exactly. But black will also absorb infrared heat. You know, it's like wearing a black shirt or eating near a black car. Feel the heat from the black. So if we so if we had an investigation where we could say, you know, they see a black mass running up and down the stairs or forming in the middle of a room. In theory, you could take a flare camera and see energy radiating back from the visible spectrum. Now, there are numerous reports of seeing a blue on thermal. Yeah. Seeing a blue figure, which is an absence of heat. It's colder than the surrounding area. So not that brings the question in, is there truth to the theory that spirit, while absorbing heat from the environment, as well as in scenario of the black mass that can reflect or emit heat, um, 
is still colder, does that mean it's absorbing that much more or it's just reflecting that much more? Why is it still colder on thermal than the surrounding area? Well, because the energy of the color within the spectrum does have height into it. But it's at a different wavelength. So, for example, like, you know, if we go to violet, which is towards the end of the uh, beginning of the scale, excuse me, the wavelengths are a lot closer. Where we get into infrared, with the red stuff in the red spectrum, the wavelengths are longer. But they still have a amount of heat tied into that. Oh, yeah, spectrum. yeah. So, there's a thermal image to focus yeah. on. And if you look on the bottom right corner of the well on my screen, it's bottom right. You see how absent color is in that thing? I'm going to try to get him right in front of the camera and try not to blind it out. But you see, you're, 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 you're assuming that there's no heat coming from that, from that spectrum. So even though like, you know, the blues and the gold violet, there is still heat tied into it. Because the energy of the color is not the same for all all the colors in the spectrum itself. Right. And that's what I'm saying is you're able to see some sort of a heat signature from it, even though it's much colder than the surrounding, it shows up as a blue or, in this case, damn near a white. It does show that it is putting back a temperature signature. Correct. No, visibly, there is nothing there. Yeah, within that vis visible spectrum. Right. Even though the eye saw nothing, exactly. the camera captured it, and the temperature. The temperature spectrum that the camera could capture at was able to define a temperature signature. So the question comes in, all right, how many times have you had a client tell you, out of the corner of my eye, I always see somebody run across there. Mm -hmm. And yep. your research on the eyeball and how it works, um, was there anything in there that told you which in research in the past I've done, it tells me that the way that the rods are in the eye, there is a closer percentage or a higher percentage of, of ultraviolet perceptible in the periphery than in the direct cone. The way that it was explained to me is the visuals that we see on the side of our eyes is more sensitive to light movement within the grayscale of what we see versus the color scale. Okay. So it's a little bit more sensitive and that's more of you know evolution. So it's, it looks like a, a, a an animal, you know, or, or a long ball. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Threat to our sides, we would see it as well out. Yes. And that's and, and that's and then it's a little bit more sensitive to fast movement versus looking something directly in front of us. So that's why if someone says, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm always seeing something in the corner of my eye, well, if the eye is designed to be more sensitive on the side view than it is looking straight ahead. But then again, but also just remember, and this is what my obstetrician was saying, 
that the what is it? The rod, yeah. The rods on the side of the eye are more grayscale, so they see black and white gray versus color. And that's designed so we shadows and quick movement. Makes sense. So I'm going to jump on Cat's Matter Gash here. As every time I've had a thermal imager on me, when I know a spirit is with me, it turns out blue, which is cool. Cool as in cold, not cool as in So how can a spirit show up warm? Typically a spirit doesn't show up warm. Typically they will show up in a blue scale because they are colder than those things around them. Um, so, and I, I have one that, and it was probably the most amazing thing I've ever witnessed. Uh, Sean from Henrikus Park and I were sitting out on the bluff about a quarter to six in the morning after an all-night investigation. And sitting at a fire pit, both of us saw five full-dressed native warriors, and we could even see color in detail. Mm -hmm. um, 50, 60 feet away from us, they walked down a tree line and then disappeared into an intersecting tree line. Um, but the, the amount of color and detail that we could see in those makes me wonder what, what energy, what, what would we have seen on a thermal, for example? What would we have seen on IR? What would we have seen on UV cameras? Um, you know, what, what did, how did they present in our plane so vibrant, so real, that be in the ethereal realm? That's one of the things that's always baffled me is how can some spirits present that plainly and others can't. What is the defining factor for spirit? Exactly. And then, you know, that I don't have an answer for, except that it comes down to to bad. How are they taking the environment and going from an energy, and we're assuming everything's energy-based on the spirit level, from an energy into a you know, quasi mass you know, existence. Where it's oh. a mass where it, it can absorb the light and reflect light back and forth. I mean, I, I do realize that the five natives that we witnessed that morning, that was definitely residual. It wasn't intelligent. They didn't react to us at all. They didn't look our way, even though we're over here going, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I would have looked. Yeah. But, you know, obviously it was residual, but what in ethereal realm enabled them to breach our veil, to be in our spectrum of visibility? And, you know. Yeah, that, could that have been the Earth's energy at that particular point in time? I mean, it stands to reason that, you know, quarter to six in the morning, they they looked like they were going out for the day's food hunt. So, you know, that could have just been something that had been repeated so much over the, the years there that it was normal. Um, you know, and it could have just been, I don't know, the stone tape theory 
I guess, would be the best. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Stevens. Uh, you know, it was just their energy that hey, had John. been planted on that space so often. At least back from the environment. But it, it was, you know, I, I saw five feet away, I saw an old man in D.C. I was working at a place called St. Elizabeth's Hospital. And I watched him walk by. And the thing that stood out to me is wearing a black fedora, black uh, suit, carrying a black briefcase. Now, were all of those things black on him? Was he wearing you know, a red jacket? Or was his fedora blue? To me, they were all black. But the thing that stood out was his wingtip shoes were shiny. I mean, these things had that patent leather um, dress boot shine to them. I don't know how, to, how else to put it. If you remember basic training and the spit shine that we used to do with a cotton ball and a, a bit, you know, to get that high buff high shine on our boots, that's what his, his wingtips looked like. But the rest of him was just a dull black. What's the variable in, and how would we quantify what we see? Um, How would we how would we judge what that energy is? How would we register it? How would we monitor it? I think if we could figure that out, not with a K2 meter, not with a rim pod, not with a, a, a tripwire, but with some instrument that can monitor the exact type of energy field that thing is moving in, oh my God, you corner the market in the paranormal field. Yeah, mm -hmm. good, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Kat, yes, I, I went to St. Elizabeth, the old portion. Um, I was there to work. I, I wasn't there to investigate. I did get to do a little bit of investigating, much to the chagrin of the uh, superintendent. Uh, he was not happy. <laughs> but I was there just working. And, and some of the crazy shit that I saw while I was there, uh, insane. I, I'd love to be able to get it back in there now and investigate. Um, so a little background, St. Elizabeth's Hospital is in Southeast D.C. It was sanctioned in 1853, uh, took in the first patients in 1855, and it was the U.S. government's first insane asylum. Uh, 180-ish acres, I think. Um, or no, 168 acres with 83 buildings, I think it was. They had their own crematorium, their own fire department, their own livestock, their own pastures, all of that. And it was insane. At its height, there was like 7,000 staff and 8,000 patients. Wow. Um, just massive, all very beautiful Kirkbride-style buildings. Um, and then in the early 90s, it ceased operations. Well, now the Department of Homeland Security has it for their main headquarters. But it's, basically, it's basically all empty, right? Still. Um, no. No, Homeland Security has turned it into their primary headquarters. Oh, the whole like, thing. Yeah, like we took an old dormitory and turned it into the dining hall. And building that I spent most of my time working in at one time had been an infirmary and 
second floor was dormitory, uh, just bed after bed after bed. We turned it into a dining hall, and the downstairs portion that I worked in was to be the kitchen, including the huge walk-in freezer and huge walk-in coolers, um, which at one time, my understanding is that building had been the cafeteria before, and the huge walk-in refrigerators had been used at one point during the tuberculosis outbreak to store bodies that they couldn't get into the morgue. That's wild. That would be a cool place to investigate. It was insane. I couldn't get into the tunnels. But one of the funniest stories, the night that I saw the, uh, what I assume was a doctor, uh, was actually Christmas Eve about 2.30 in the afternoon. Now, being that it's Homeland Security, we have to wear um, safety vest, hard hat, glasses, steel-toed boots. We're checking in and out through an armed guard each day. You know, they do background checks, blah, blah, blah. It's myself and one other, uh, Richard, the, the gentleman that hired me to come help him. And when I watched this old man walk by the doorway, I turned around to Richard and I went, holy shit, dude. Did you see that? What? And I told him what I saw, and he's like, "Believing that ghost and haunting some bullshit." You can keep your imagination. So he's claiming he didn't see it. Yeah. Now he was working 15, 20 feet behind me. I don't oh, know okay. what. Yeah, I don't know what direction of, of sight he was working. Okay. Um, but. Well, we took the next day off in Christmas Day, the day after Christmas, we're back. Um, he's standing at the wet saw, cutting a piece of tile to go around the standpipe. So these are six inch by six inch tile. He's cutting the majority of it out to put around the standpipe. I'm standing off 10 feet behind him with a stack of tile from my waist to my chest, holding tiles, waiting to get in line on the saw. And all of a sudden, he shoves this saw in and does one of these, and it's like, what the fuck? What is wrong with you? And I'm like, what, man? He's like, who just screamed in my ear? Oh, really? Dude, we're, we're alone. Like, we're the only ones on 80-some acres. At this point, it, it's no longer the full property of 160-plus acres. Um, Coast Guard has 83, 85 of it off on that side. And he's like, no, man, I know some woman just screamed in my ear, help me. And I started laughing. And I'm like, how's this? I don't know. It was bullshit working for you. <laughs> he's like, I got to go smoke a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you feel about going forward? Um, it was one of those, I asked him later that night, we were back at the hotel having a beer around my, they had a little fire pit for us. And I said, so, let me ask you that. Today when that woman screamed in your ear and there was nobody around, does that make you believe a little bit more of what I told you I saw? And he's like, yeah, it, it's long hours. Maybe it was just the way that the tile was cutting that made the blade scream or something. I, oh, I gosh. Yeah. You're always going to have people that do that, but I mean, it's some people that just refuse to believe. I mean, you know, it, it, I mean, it is some of it is hard to believe. I mean, you know, I mean, I always try to approach everything skeptical. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? You know, there's all, I think there you can debunk 98% of all this. I mean, you guys, you know, you guys are pretty logical, critical people. 
Unless it's in the red circle. It's in the red circle. It's paranormal. Damn it. Yeah. No dispute in the red circle, Paul Shills, Mr. Caledelia King. <laughs> there sure is a lot of it, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I I've got a friend of mine that I've known shit longer than I've known my wife. And she is a through and through skeptic, and I've told her countless times, it's going to literally take a ghost walking out, slap you and go, boo, bitch, I'm a ghost, before you open <laughs> up your existence. She's like, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty much. And I'm okay with that. But I've also had plenty of skeptics that, you know, I don't know that I believe in this stuff, come to the cab and change their mind while they're there, right. because something will happen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And I think that's the way most of us ended up this way, is something happened that got our attention and made us understand that there is something there. And, you know, there's a lot of us, there's a lot of people that I've had, I mean, let's take a poll right now and chat. Uh, so right now it says we have nine people in chat on the Facebook Live, and this is just on David's uh, page. So if you're in chat right now, uh, put a thumbs up if you have visibly seen an apparition, a spirit, hey, Ryan. whatever you want to call it, hey, Ryan. That, that you just can't dispute. That's exactly what it was. Because there are so many that, that can't say, I've seen one. For a lot of the people that that are kind of new to this field, and even a lot of them that are in this field or have been for a long time, they haven't seen one. So they carry a much higher rate of skepticism than the rest of us. Yeah. Now, I've heard EVPs, and I think it says this, or I think it says that. And, you know, there's a lot of them that don't believe in EVPs that are in this field because they've never caught that a class A that they cannot refute of there was nobody there to say that. Right. You know, so you know, I mean I, the majority of our chat has seen something firsthand. Mm-hmm. But how many have not? And they carry that higher level of skepticism with them. And I'm good with it. I think we need them. Yeah. Uh, simply because it makes us look a little more intently at our evidence. Yeah, yeah most most of the uh, stuff that I've seen or felt that seen, I've never seen a full body apparition. Um, but most of the stuff that I've felt or seen, I've seen shadows and stuff, haven't been on investigation. They've been on, like, like you know, at my house, or, or like you know, on vacation in St. Augustine, or something. Um, you know, on investigation experience, a few things, obviously, but some of the most credible stuff that that uh, I've experienced was actually on, like, not even on an investigation. So, and uh, you know, and it sucks because you wish you had recorders going, wish you had like three different cameras, audio recorders to try to debunk it because. You know, I've only been invest. I've only been in the paranormal field investigating for about almost nine years, so not as long as you guys have. But um, I approach. I'm a, I'm a critical thinker. You know, I I I'm a skeptic. You know, I'm 
watched all the shows and stuff, and you know, a lot of it, and obviously you find out it's all bullshit. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but I mean, you know, you, you have to cover all your bases. I mean, you know, as much as you possibly can. I, I mean, as far as the equipment goes, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, like the red pods and stuff, I mean, there, I, I, there is something to EMS, but I mean, definitely Mr. Beers, I'm, I'm not going to dispute that. But at the same time, though, there's so much stuff that can set that off. But at the same time, though, you need, you know, I think you just need definitive evidence to actually prove that, you know, what I did see or what I did witness was 100% legit. Because I think it's a lot, a lot of paranormal investigators, you know, a lot of people, like we did the EVP thing, Dave and I did it, you know, a lot of, we're talking about a lot of people don't want to put their evidence online because they're afraid they're going to get ridiculed and stuff like that. And I guess they would say, oh, that's not really an EVP. But, I mean, if you've covered all your bases, I mean, if you know what you got, but, I mean, then again, you can't just rely on just one recorder, you know, or whatever. It has to be definitive, you know. And, um, you know, I mean, and it's good to have other people's opinions. And, and don't worry about what other people think, too. It's, you know, it's always important to ask professional, you know. People have been doing it longer. Yeah, I mean, we're always going to have those base saves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, part of the problem, though, as to why so many people don't put much out there is, it's not so much that they don't want to be told, I just don't see it, I just don't hear it, I just don't think it is. It's how much of an asshole some of the people can be that are telling them it's not. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a you know, keyboard warrior or keyboard warriors. Um, make it very difficult. I get it, man. You're behind a keyboard. I have no clue where you're at. But I guarantee you, if you were in my face or were sitting in the same room and I played a piece of evidence for you, you wouldn't talk shit like you're talking behind that monitor on that keyboard. Because you know you would be chewing teeth with dentures. Yeah. But there's no fear for them to run their mouth stupidly. And so many of us, I mean, I'm too old for that shit. I don't need your mouth. I don't need you calling me bullshit, blah, 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 blah. Right? I don't have time or patience for it. I'm not going to put something out there that I doubt or that I have any question in. If I put it out there, I have 100% belief that it is what I say it is. Yeah. Um, I have a very simple philosophy. When in doubt, throw it out. Right. But... There's a lot of people that will put some sketchy shit out there. And then the people that are non-believers, skeptics, asshole non-believers, skeptics, just belittle them. And then the ones that are like me that are legit, I'm not going to put it out there because I don't want to deal with keyboard warrior where, all right, great. So this is the piece of shit I'm going to go spend life in prison for. <laughs> you cracked me off. <laughs> hey, hey, Jerry. Um, Pat Schneider Gash has a question for you. Yeah. Says you have had. I saw it. Saw it. Yeah, you've had something happen to you that you can't explain. I. I've had quite a few incidences. I mean, there are so many of them. I can't. I can't even count the multitude of different incidences that I've had. Um, one that stands out particular was 
when I was leaving an investigation or a house that I was doing a private investigation on in a shadow figure, it's like it sat in the car and came home with me. And I, yeah, I wanted to, for some reason, I felt the need to sleep in my son's room. Um, but at the time, I couldn't figure out why. And so I stayed in the bed with him. This is when he was a lot smaller. And I felt something was watching me. And when I woke up, there was a man standing over the bed, all burnt, um, had gold buttons on his, it was like a jacket, but it was just all burnt. He was all burnt. Everything was burnt. And it was not transparent. It was solid. And it scared me. And because um, even though I see stuff all the time, shadow figures every day, spirit, every day I saw shadow figures today just moving around. That particular one just scared the crap out of me. And then once I got up, I was like, all right, what do you want? You know, what it, because it came with me for a reason. And then it was just something, it was something that needed to cross over is the only thing that I could figure out because it wasn't, it wasn't harming me. I didn't feel like it was going to hurt me or do anything like that. It just, the way it sat in the car and then waking up to seeing it was just, I don't know, unexplainable, I guess. Why me? You know, but then again, look at the type of stuff that I do. So I've had lots of experiences with different stuff that I sometimes just can't explain. That's one incident. I, I can definitely understand that. I've had the same shit. You're welcome. Out of nowhere. But where the hell did you come mm -hmm. from? And, you know, I had, for almost a month, I had an older woman that would wake me up every damn night. She was wiggling my big toe standing at the foot of my bed. And every time she would wake me up for God, it had to have been three weeks. Well, is this at your house, Dennis? Yeah. It's just spirit, not an actual hey, physical. Vanessa. <laughs> right. Hi, Nessa. <laughs> I was thinking, what your wife was like that. <laughs> but I'm like, who the hell are you? What do you want? What can I do for you? I have to tell me, or you can't stay. You have to go. You have to tell me what it is that you expect from me. What mm -hmm. can I do for you? She would never give me an answer. Uh, finally, one night she woke me up and I was irritable. And I said, That's it, I'm done. I'm going to give you an answer. You've got to go. You cannot come back here again. And I never saw her after that. But, yeah, Jerry, it, it's freaky as shit when you wake up to them, like, right there at you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know that happened. Yeah. It's freaky. Yeah, and people watch you sleep at night. I mean, your loved ones do anyway, because there's been times I have, well, I feel like I know something's watching me, and I'll wake up real quick, and I see something standing there, and as soon as they see it, and I see them, they dissipate. But I know it's a family member. It's like my grandma. I have that feeling that it's, you know, a, like my grandma, because she's my strongest spirit figure I have. Like, she, if she was alive, she'd beat your ass if you messed with me. That type of grandma type, you know? person, but I know she watches me, and I'll wake up, and I'll be like, oh. and the funny thing is, I, it's her energy, but I I really don't remember her. The only thing I remember of her is holding her hand in a hospital bed. That's all I remember, nothing else. It's, you know, because we just, 
didn't go see her as often. She lived in North Carolina. We lived over here. My dad was in the military, but, you know, that is all I remember of her. That's it. She's the one who got your stroke. I think so, yeah. I think so. Okay. Um, um, I'm hearing, and this is going to sound weird, I'm hearing an A name like Faye or May or Gay or something like that. Mm-hmm. I got an R-Gay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like my little gatekeeper person. If I'm if I'm sick, she's stepping out. I'll, I just know that presence. But it's interesting. I, I, I kept hearing Faye, but and I'm like, it was fuzzy on the on the beginning. Mm-hmm. It was A something. Or, yeah. You know, something A. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, so don't I'm, you I'm hate sure. that when it's not crystal clear the way you want it, and you got to sit there and play guessing yeah. game, and then people look at you like, yeah. I don't think you really know what you're talking about, but you really do know what you're talking about. But it's them because they're talking so fast, or they're not talking clear enough, and you're like, really? <sighs> Yeah. It's so they're just trying to interpret what they're trying to tell you. So, oh. And see, here's a secret. I stopped interpreting. Oh. I, I'm, I will tell them, I'm not sharing that because I can't understand it. You either slow down talking to me or you get the fucking trawl of tobacco out of your mouth and you talk to me like a human because right now all you sound like is a mouthful of mud. Yeah. Or the peaky ones, the peaky ones that don't say shit. They just kind of peek, and you're, and you're, you know, they want to talk to you, but they don't, they don't want to talk to you, and then they're just peeking and standing there watching you. And I'm like, what do you want me to tell your, what do you want me to tell her? She's right here, you know. It's that kind of, and they don't. They just they're like tight lipped, and then when they get to know you, then they spill the beans, but they're talking so fast like I am, but they're in a higher pitch, and you're like, that's all thanks. I think the one that drove me most insane was like 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm exhausted. I'm driving back from New York to see my daughter. My gas light's on. My coffee cup's empty. And I'm out of smokes. Oh, God. I pull into the shell station, the first one that's lit up. And I walk in the door and I look over and I wave at the cashier. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I see this little... Older black woman, almost to his shoulders behind him. Like, please don't let her know. Please don't let her know. (laughs) And I see this from her. Like, oh, fuck, she knows. Mm -hmm. That little old woman chased me around that gas station while I got my coffee, picked out my snack, and was just yammering away of, you have to tell him this, you have to tell him that, you have to get that, that, that. Like, oh, for God's sake, I am exhausted, lady. So finally I get to the cashier, and she's standing there, and she has this look. <laughs> Just stink-eyeing me, and I'm like, oh, shit, fine. Tell me what I need to tell him. She starts yammering all this shit off. And this poor kid is probably 25, and he's looking at me, and I'm, instead of looking at him, I'm looking at her, and I'm like, slow down. Look, I got some shit to tell you. You're not going to believe this. Mm-hmm. And he is looking at me like I have just, I got a unicorn dildo stuck to my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> and then I start throwing everything at him that she has shared with me. Grandma's proud of you for taking president's list. She didn't pay for school for you not to go get your ass back, blah, 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 
his jaw bounced off the desk. Mm-hmm. I have seen TV shows about stuff like this. You people are real, aren't mm-hmm. you? Yeah. And where does it come from? I, I, you know? I, I, I'm real. Yeah, I'm real. And Grandma's real fucking persistent. <laughs> uh, and then you have to ask, where does that come from? You know, where does it, how, where does it come from? Because a lot of people chalk what we do up to witchery, witchcraft, black magic, all that kind of stuff. And I'm going, no, you know, the people that send me the Bible verses in the back that are telling me I'm not a child of God, that I'm going to burn in hell, you know. I mean, I get those quite often. And I'm like, wait a minute. And I have never studied any of those things. I've never cracked open a book on witchcraft. I've never cracked open a book on on black magic. None of those things. So, where did it come from? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I do know where mine came from, but I don't know where hers came from. My grandmother, Virginia, actually gave me my gifts. Lori Johnson from Ghost of Shepherdstown TV show. Mm -hmm. I was on. messenger phone call with her talking about the cabin. And she let out this chuckle and she goes, well, I've got a young man that just presented himself and described my brother to a team. And I just, now when I was 16, my brother took his own life. He was 20. Uh, but she tells me that you know, this young man just presented and this is what he looks like. And I'm like, tell him I said hi, bud. And I swear to God, you could have put an EKG on me and not got shit from it. Because her next statement was, he says hi and called me by my childhood nickname that even my wife of 25 years still to this day does not know. Mm-hmm. There is no way she could have known that other than talking to my brother. Mm-hmm. Then she described four, four others and named five and described them all to a tee, and described my mother, called her out by name, and said that she's glad that I used the gift that she gave me to help others. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, I, based on that one interaction, I have to say that you know, Lori Johnson has definitely got some ability. She has a gift. Mm-hmm. She is amazing in it. But I think there are certain ones of us that for whatever reason, we're able to tap that portion of consciousness, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And for others, I, I think a lot dismiss it. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, that's true. They, so I think a lot of people have the fear of the unknown when it comes to that. Fear of the unknown, fear of, oh, I'm going to open up something, and you you can't open up something to me that's already there. <laughs> it's already there. To begin with. <laughs> That's like people ask me, you know, what do you think of Ouija boards? And I think they're fine. Yeah. You know what you're doing. I mean, you wouldn't step out your front door without some sort of protection or knowledge and yell openly to God, country, and everybody, hey, is there anybody out here who wants to talk to me? Yeah. I mean, if you live out in the country, you would. Well. Don't forget, John Savage, I have the Jesus board. Don't forget the new Christian board. I still have that. 
We, we gotta talk to Gene. Yes, we should be using that. <laughs> yeah, Shayla, you really need to stop doing that. Yeah. I know you have gifts hidden in there that you just don't want to acknowledge. Mm-mm. I told you that. I think the first night I met you, you had a light about you, and I can I can read that and I can see it. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, so, Paul, I I don't know a whole lot about you. I don't know if you have any gifts or abilities or anything, do you? I, I don't. Um, I can play guitar. I used to sing. That's about it. <laughs> um, no, nah, I mean, joking. No, I tear all the lies. I mean, it just, you know, I just, I, I don't. I mean, my, uh, our group, for paranormal, my, my mother-in-law, who actually investigates with us, she has a gift. She's had premonitions in her life. So she, we investigate in battlefields, and she has, a couple that we've done, you know, I live in Brandy, I live in Brandy Station, so we have one here, um, and she got very ill the two times we investigated the battlefield, so she does, um, but the rest of us do, my wife who investigates with us, she doesn't, you know, and then Jen, our daughter, the group, I mean, she doesn't either, so, I mean, us, we just pretty much just, you know, go as, as skeptics, we just try to, you know, scientifically try to, you know, debunk stuff and prove stuff otherwise. But, um, yeah, I mean, I wish I did. I mean, I know I didn't know you did, Dennis. I, I didn't know you had abilities. I'm saying that. Like I know Jerry does, you know. But uh, I think I, I think I awesome. I wish I did because I love I love this field. I love everything about it. And um, you know, I wish I could go deeper into things. You know, but I just don't. I, I believe everybody has the ability to channel that. Mm-hmm. It's just I think you're 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 given it. I just I certain people can can um, tap into it. I don't know. I mean, most people can't. Yeah, but you're, everybody you're a musician, though. Music people can tap in on things, though, because you have to you have to use that ear to fine tune a note. You have to, you know, how you know your notes, yeah. and you have to have to well, fine tune that. Musician. Yeah, that, that is true. Only if they're good musicians. Only if they're good. And see, my my grandfather played all the instruments by ear. Every he played all instruments by ear. He I guess he was able to fine tune it. He didn't have to. He learned the notes because he felt I guess he right. needed to. But he played everything by ear. And when you're doing things like that, you're you're tuning in. It's like a little radio station in here. At least that's how it is for me. And it's pit, different pitches, and then I focus on that pitch, and then that's when I. That's when I can hear right. spirit world itself with all their jabbering and chattering and and you can do it too and i I don't think that somebody I think that everybody has the abilities I've heard some people say, "Well, you're either born with it or you're not i don't I'm sorry, I totally disagree with that. I think that yeah, everybody I, yeah, I has the ability to do it they just it's it takes work to get there and and learning how and are you going to keep up with it? The Dave and I go back and forth with this topic. <laughs> well, I, I, I tell people with abilities, it's just like a muscle. You have to keep it, it's building it up. And the moment you 